Hi everyone, welcome back to Gilberto Silva, the Visible Law Show. It's great to be back with you in this another session of our podcast. Me and Tim Chase, we're gonna talk again about uh, what happened in the last weekend for us. Now, how are you, my have friends? To. Do we have to? Yes, of course. We have to. <laughs> don't make don't make fun of me, my friends. Mate, it's hard being an Arsenal fan. You know, I'm not an Arsenal fan, um, but I certainly have a sort of warmth to them, not just because we're working together with you, and I never want to see them do bad. And they are a big club, and it's it's getting really frustrating for me now. And like I say, I'm not particularly an Arsenal fan, and it's so hard to watch and so frustrating at the moment. It's really starting to piss me off. It's hard. It's hard. I, it's been hard for Arsenal fans. Yeah. Not only now, the last few years, you know. Uh, yesterday, I, I have seen some phrases that are uh, really interesting. And uh, one of them is like, for example, uh, growing up hurts. Change hurts. You know, for, for the last couple of years uh, under Arsene, Arsenal fans were, you know, uh, demanding a lot of change in the club. You know? They, they were frustrated because of the results, because of Arsene, you know, uh, stay in the club for a, such a long time in the last couple of years of uh, his management. Maybe the team did not achieve the results they, the fans want. And suddenly, it seems like many people turn against him, him against the man who brought the club to a different level, to, to the success. Um, and um, but when they demand the change, I don't know exactly what they were asking for. Well, I remember and, talking to you about it before we even started the podcast and talking to you about Arsene Wenger uh, and about the fans, a lot of fans asking for him to be sacked or resigning. And I remember you saying to me, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Be careful what, what you wish for. You know, I come back to the point where I mentioned the phrase, I, you know, I, I've seen yesterday, you know, grow up hurts, you know, when you are a kid, when you grow up, you know, and you, you suffer about our bones, uh, some pain because of it, you know, and uh, growing up uh, hurts because you face challenges you never seen before, and you have to overcome these challenges, you know, to step up on your life, on, in school, in, uh, in every aspect of your life. In football, it's not different, you know? And when you, you expect some change, don't expect some time to have the, uh, the result immediately. You know, it's, uh, I understand it's, it's not so easy. It's, it's frustrating for many of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a few years ago, when they demanded that, they would not may, they may not expect that it was going to be hard, you know? Uh, in spite of the fact Arteta is trying to work in the best way he can with the players he got, and seems that uh, the results not working well in this particular month. Are we going to talk about uh, this particular month later on in the show? And um, let's go, go back to to the game against Wolves. That um, we talked in our last show that it was going to be another hard game for them. Let's start first, you know. Um, wow, 
Um, you know, uh, when I, I've seen the knockdown from David Luiz and Jimenez, it freaked me out. Yeah, it me out bad. Is what it was very bad, really? very bad, and uh, this is a very common uh, situation that happened many football games. I have seen, particularly, I have faced a similar situation, you know, where I was not uh, in few games in my career. I understand how bad it is for Jimenez because I was in that situation. Really? Yeah. And in the Premier uh, League, with this, were they how many? Did you say three? Yeah, I, I had three three circumstances. Um, one of them was my first club playing. Three of them was in Brazil. Okay. You know, played for um, two of them was for uh, my first club, America Mineiro, and uh, the third one was playing for Atlético Mineiro. Uh -huh. And uh, I remember, you know. Uh, it's, it's very clear for me. Really? <laughs> it's um, tough to talk about it because uh, when you imagine yourself in, the, in this situation, and especially when you, you had you a bad experience, it's so tough, you know, to think back and uh, try to uh, remember how the situation was because it's still, you know, when it starts to Immediately, the, the memories, you know, show up every moment, every situation, how bad it was. And especially after the incident, mm. how strange you feel. How so strange. You know, so I'm, let, let me talk about uh, one of them. Uh, I remember once I was in the wall, you know, for the free kick. Mm. Uh, kick against us and I... I was there, one of the main in the wall. I always hate that, you know. Yeah, because you're going to get smacked in the head, all the balls. <laughs> uh, but um, because I, I'm, I'm a tall guy, you know, I always had to stay there. And uh, I remember the guy who did the free kick, I forgot his name now, but uh, he was a monster to, to hit the ball, you know, like Roberto Carlos, for example. Very similar. He hits very hard the ball. When he hits the ball, I remember I just turned my face. It came direct to my, to my head. You know? I just turned on the side of my face. It knocked down my, knock on my ears. It's right. like I've been slapped on the face and somebody else, you know? Yeah. Uh, by a brick of something like that. Yeah. And uh, immediately, I just got knocked. Knocked out. Uh, I got knocked out and... Uh, I don't remember much. I remember that uh, the doctor came, the physio, to help me, and they pulled me out. And um, a few minutes later, I came back. And um, but I, I don't remember anything I have done. Really? These moments I stayed. Uh, my teammates told me that I I have stayed for about 15 minutes on uh, on the field, but I don't remember. Anything, anything I have done, they said to me that I, I, I shout on everyone, I kick the ball away, you know, and uh, put them up. Hey, come on, come on, come on, let's uh, win the game, blah blah blah. But yeah. honestly, I don't remember anything, anything. And really? then I fall down again, and uh, just uh, in, in the dressing room, uh, 
uh, when the game was over. The second half. That's scary, man. But I was uh, rushed to the hospital after the game. Thanks God, and everything was fine. But I had to stay um, overnight in the hospital just to make sure everything was fine. But I, this is a horrible moment. And this situation regarding Jimenez and David Luiz was very concerned. And I think it raised a concern to everyone about the concussion in football as well, like some reports. Yeah, 100%, because I think cricket do it well, rugby do it well, American football do it well. It seems like football, real football, is really far behind the curve on this. There should be like David Lewis had a mid-cut on his head and then got take, and then taken off at half-time because he couldn't head the ball because his cut was so bad. Um, there needs to be better, and I think everybody's saying it. I saw Alan Shearer commenting, talking about it on Match of the Day. There needs to be more, a better protocol for this. There needs to be better information, better education for this, and better rules. Why can't they just do the rule now? Why is it taking so long? I mean, American football is obviously much more dangerous and they have a lot more protection, but it's generally probably a concussion every single game. But the incident that you just spoke about that happened to you, I, I don't think that would happen now. I think that if you go knocked out, you can't play for three games or something. But it's, it still needs to... Like David Lewis shouldn't be on the pitch. Uh, and I think we spoke about Ryan Mason, didn't we? Because he had a very similar injury, which ended his career yeah. uh, from the um, head challenge with uh, Gary Cahill. And that actually ended his career and could have ended his life because yeah. um, him had had an operation yesterday with his, on his fractured skull. So it's scary old times, but I don't know how you would get away with that because I think we were just talking about it before we started filming that uh, Jimenez was, doing an, was jumping on the spot, basically, and he caught it on the side of his head like you did when he got hit by the ball. But um, David Luiz was running towards the ball, so he had the momentum behind him, and it was obviously his forward, which is much harder. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how you can stop the challenges. You just have to make sure that um, the, protect, uh, the, the care afterwards is okay. You know, it's a game of football. We can't stop headers in football. It's crazy to even suggest that. And incidents like this will happen, as awful as they are. But it, the good the, the kind of the only good thing is it wasn't a deliberate incident. He didn't go out to injure him. It was just an accident, a freak accident. And unfortunately, that's going to happen. You get broken legs, you get broken arms, you're going to get concussions and stuff. It's a physical game. But I just think we need to make sure that the players are looked after afterwards. For sure, for sure. I think it's quite impossible, in my opinion, to stop this uh, kind of incident. You know, players go go to the box when there's a free kick or corner. And uh, they try to get the ball, you know, the defenders try to put the ball away and, uh, and the opponents trying to score goals. And in this particular situation, he got a good advantage because he runs for the ball to find the ball and try to score. In the moment, uh, he, you know, uh, Jimenez uh, just had the ball away was the moment David is just arrived, you know. Yeah. This, you know, I think... The, the, the points that make David Luiz stay on the field, my opinion, and it was because uh, on the, the, the part of his, his head was hit, was his forehead. You know, he got advantage because he, he ran after the ball hmm. to try to score. Well, he was more he, in control of that situation than him and his. Total control. You know, despite the fact he was not intentional. No, no, absolutely not. I understand that this was uh, a sports accident. 
Yes. You know? And he tried to score the goal. Jimenez was there to, to defend his team. And he, he has the ball away and uh, Luis hit his head, but uh, by accident. Yeah. And, um, but David Luiz got the control of the situation. Jimenez hit the ball away, but he, it's like, you know, being hit by a truck, you know, unexpected truck. Yeah, well, similar, you know, you, you got hit by a truck unexpected. And you don't know where you come, where you are, what hits you. You don't know exactly what happened. Now, uh, from what I've heard, he had like a uh, surgery operation, correct? Yeah, surgery, and he's up and talking. He's um, given us some, gave a quote and some news today, so him himself, so he's up and talking. It's just a long recovery, I would think. You're not going to rush back from that, because Petr Cech had a similar injury and had to play with that, that kind of helmet on, didn't he? That rugby-style helmet to protect his head. Exactly, exactly. So we wish them the best of luck. Obviously, David Luiz has got a slight injury, so we wish him the best in uh, healing up, and obviously... Wishing uh, Raul Jimenez a speedy and healthy recovery as as, uh, as all of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hope that uh, that um, he recover well you know, and uh, be able to to join the team, you know, in, in short time. Not in short time, but in a, in a safe time. I think. It's safe, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In this moment, you have to look after players' health. This is the most important thing. And it um, uh, was important that uh, he got uh, the good assistance yesterday and to go to the hospital and make all the procedures. He, he needs to know that you know, to be safe. I think the hope he, he have a, a safe recovery, good recovery, and uh, be able you know, to, to be back uh, very soon, but very safe. Absolutely. Nope. So on to another, another, another painful subject: the actual game itself. <laughs> but you know, just to finalize this subject about the contract, hope hope that Luis is okay as well. Yeah. Because despite the fact that he was, let's say, you know, in control uh, of the situation when he hits, because he he just run off the ball. But uh, hope he's alright because this is the impact of it is, is very is very bad. See, I don't know if he was, let's say, 100% absolute. You know, this is where everyone must pay attention. And in this, everyone must pay attention to uh, to work in the protocols. You know, for the uh, the safety of the players of everyone. 100%. Um, yes. Let's move on to to the game. Uh, as you spoke, you know, and Wolves was going to to offer a lot of, of difficulties to Arsenal. It was not different from what we spoke last last week. And uh, once again, Arsenal uh, suffered a lot, another defeat at home. It was hard, you know, and uh, we considered go at 26 minutes after. And uh, after this, Gabriel just equalizing quite fast. I was expecting, uh, you know, uh, a good reaction after the, the equalizing goal. Mm. Yeah, I did. I saw you tweet out that you can always trust a Brazilian because it was a Williams cross and Gabriel's Gabriel's goal. So nice tweet. Um, so yeah, so I look. I've already said that I'm not a massive Arsenal fan, but it's 
it's tough to watch because they're they're a great club and I do have a certain fondness for them. And obviously talking about them every week, my uh, my fondness for them to get back to where they should be, it grows. But I was thinking about it over the weekend and being an Arsenal fan at the moment, it's kind of like when you're at school and you fall in love for the first time, but the girl doesn't love you back. Oh, it's like that. You do everything for her. You try to impress her. You feel like you're giving everything and she doesn't give you much back in return. It's like unrequited love. You know, you don't have so much sympathy for my house. But, uh, yeah. uh, for sure, it's, it's been hard, you know. As we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know. Yeah. Uh, growing up is hard, you know, it's painful. And the chains also are very painful. You know? And in the moments that Arsenal, has faced some change in the management and the board and some other uh, administration side. What we can see on the field is that um, you know, uh, just a few changes was made um, in terms of signing players, not many signings compared to the last few years, compared to the other, let's say, top teams. Mm-hmm. And um, some, for example, we, we talk uh, before they, they signed Thomas Partey, he's injured. You know, it's tough. Well, I was going to say, so is he that much of an impact on the game? Because he obviously played against Man United and made El Nene a better player. And they get, that's the last time Arsenal won. Since then, he hasn't played for three games and Arsenal have lost, well, lost two and drawn one. Is he that much of an impact on Arsenal? And is he that much of an important player? That game you mentioned, him and El Nene playing together. You know, I, I'm not so sure. Um, I, I, I didn't watch um, Villa's game. The game against Villa, if El Nene played. Mm-hmm. But the last two games, I think El Nene haven't played. No. Um, for Arsenal. I think they El Nene played, but um, Tapate didn't. Yeah, they have different information. Um, yesterday, El Nene was on the bench. You know, and uh, for me... Despite the fact not many people give him a lot of credit, but uh, I, I still, you know, believe that uh, he got an ability to be part of the team to give, uh, like, say, a better stability. He's he works simple. He works simple, effective. Don't expect that he uh, he'll be like uh, you know, the, the on the spotlights. You know, he's a a player who make others play. Mm-hmm. You know. There in front of the defenders, played the game simple, nice, effective. But uh, he didn't play this game. In that game, he played with, with Thomas. I think they had a very good performance. He has a, a very good performance. And we spoke about it. And um, But not played in the last two games. You know? But it's after the decision. You know? and, uh, but one important thing for me in the moment, for us, you know, uh, is that they have to, in these difficult times where the result is not the best, especially when we look at the Premier League, you know, after, I think, 10 games, only 13 points. It's tough. You know, I think, from what I've, I've seen, I think it's the worst start you know, for so, in the history of the club. Yeah. Four, was it four points out of the last 12? Yeah. So the last four games is four points. It's um, it's just not good enough, mate, is it? I mean, out of the teams in the Premier League, Leeds and Aston Villa should be one of the easiest teams to play against. It seems like everybody else is 
has a few skillful players, but everybody works their ass off. And the people that aren't quite skillful work their ass off, press high, and then give the ball to the talented people to go and score the goals. And it doesn't feel like Arsenal have that urgency to go and win the games that every other team in the Premier League does. And I think that's what's holding it back. And I think that's what's frustrating from the fans because I don't think uh, Arsenal are have no talented players. I think they have some very talented players. I just don't... I think that they're talented and that's it. I don't think they're talented and hard workers. I think the moment for them is to... Um to put all the frustration on the field, you know? I've been talking, you know, of course, I'm not going to be the negative person. I know, it's not your personality. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. it's not, but it's, it is not uh, the aim of uh, our conversation here. Uh, the point uh, we made you know, about, uh, about the teams, you know, it's just put, uh, the opinion from what we have seen on the field. But, um, you know, when you talk about change that was made in the field, in the club, you know, they changed the managers after Arsenal, United, now Arteta. But basically, the, most of the players are still there. And uh, it's time for these players, you know, where is the situation, where's the point where that needs to be changed exactly, you know? The players are doing enough um, efforts to. Uh, to change their own situation. It's a moment for them to work even hard from what they, they have done. Yeah. The point, you know, for them. And uh, show up, they, you know, they got capability to, to work in this frustration and, but also resilient to support pressure. You know, and be strong mentally. At some point, you know, it seems like, um, the, what uh, looks like for me, most of the clubs when they are going to play with Arsenal, they explore this situation. Let's have a go at Arsenal because if we score, they they lose that stability. Yeah. But uh, it's a moment for them to to stay together. Stay together is the the best way. And believe on Arteta, support him. I'm sure he's working very hard, and I'm sure it's been tough to him uh, to be resilient and down to all difficulties he has faced since his arrival. You know, he, they, they got some players, but um, there is a lot of work you know, to be done in order to ask, you know, to reach the top four again, in order to, to get the results they really need, in order to play a beautiful game again. But uh, this is a, a kind of work that everyone has to believe, everyone has have to work hard to achieve this, you know. Managers, I think, is working hard. Players, you know, they need to work even harder. And they, everyone takes the responsibility. And um, then, you know, it um, was quite hard because it seems like the game was more or less under control. Um, before the halftime, they, they could see the second goal. Right. Yeah. It's hard that you go to the dressing room frustrated, <laughs> frustrated for to consider not the goal. But um, despite the fact, you know, they in the second half uh, they they try so hard, but it was lack of uh, creativity for me, yeah. lack of chance, clear chance for them. They try so much crossing, but. Listen, 
my opinion, Aubameyang is not the best guy in the air. Despite the fact he his coffee goes, but he's not the best. You know, it was different if Arsenal had Olivier Giroud as they had in the past. Yeah. Uh, they Bentner, they had in the past. We played together when I was there. Yeah. They Bayo, for example, those guys were type of players. They like the, the game there, but not Aubameyang. No. Must take a chance where you give him the ball to to challenge the, the defenders one v one. Yeah. Insist on crosses like they did in this game, you know, it's fantastic. No you make every defender looks fantastic. Yeah, it's not his game. Uh, he no. does look like he's dropped his intensity. We spoke, you mentioned that earlier. It doesn't look like he's he's as intense as before. And maybe he's the, the weight of being the captain is weighed, weighing heavily on him. Um, and so the pre, he's on under even more pressure, uh, which he hasn't experienced before. Um, but yeah, he certainly looks like he's someone suffering. And obviously, lack of goals at the moment. I think he scored a penalty against. Was it a penalty against Manu? Uh, he scored yeah. a Manu, um, and that's his only goal. You know, he's not really scored many other goals, and it. But it's the intensity. It's the, but it's the same throughout the team. No one, everyone looks scared, lack of confidence, uh, and just needs to be a bit more intense. Really, so um, we say the same thing every fucking week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Every fucking week, they have been repetitive because how we need to change it from talking about Arsenal. Let's start talking about the weather. Roberto <laughs> Silva talks about the weather. <laughs> no, the weather here today is good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's great here. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's like um, for me, for every striker, when it's very frustrating for them when they. They don't score goals, you know. Their mood changes. Yeah. Maybe the point when we see, you know, people talk about his intensity. That Aubameyang lost his intensity. He lost his intensity. Why? Make the question why. You know, yeah. what point? I think this is the point. Why he lost his intensity? This is the reality. He lost his intensity, or the ball is not there for him to be intense. Exactly. I think I think about it. it's not just show all uh, words on him properly. And uh, of course, when you are captain of Arsenal, you know you are the main player. The responsibility is on your shoulders. You have to live with this responsibility. You have to stand stand up and hold pressure. But um, you know every other players. Have to work, you know, better in order for him to to be intense, in order to give the ball to him to go one v one, make the ball go in a, in a better situation for him, circumstance for him. Of course, you know, uh, when you see the lab before he signed the contract, people talk about, you know, they made a comparison. But um, this is not a, it's not about that. I think Arsenal was in a, in the moments from last season they had a few good games uh, before the end of the season. And uh, he was important in this process as well. Now, uh, the team is not playing their best. It's, it's normal that uh, he drops down. It's normal. 
Yeah. And, um, and it shows how much they rely on his goals. If he doesn't score, Arsenal lose. There's no goals from coming from anywhere else. They need to, other players need to stand up and take the pressure off him a little bit. It's not always going to be Bamiyang scoring two goals every game. Yeah, but uh, it is clear for me that uh, you know the, there's a slight of change in the way he has been playing the last few games. It's not. I, I, my opinion is that he's not getting the ball in the best position in order to to make uh, the. You know the game easy for him. You know, I think everyone need, need to understand that when you have a player like him, he will demand the ball. He wants to get the ball, but make sure you give the ball in a, in a best condition for him. And um, everyone needs to work hard. There's no other way. I think. No. Uh, I think it's it's quite unfair. Everyone just look up on him at the moment and put pressure on him. Of course, you know, everyone expects him to score every, every, every week. Yeah. And for him, it's even harder because um, another game he didn't score, if you even frustrate. If you go to the next game, he don't score, he start to ask some questions for himself, what's wrong with me? Yeah. What's wrong? And well, so does all the newspapers, so does everyone else, interviews, everyone asks him about it. No, it's not so a hard Pressure builds and builds and builds. Yeah, I think for him, don't look what people are talking about, you know, just keep concentrating his work, keep working hard, you know, with his teammates, with the manager, you know, everyone is together. But one good point I want to mention this um, is about, talk about a Brazilian. Hey, careful, this is a family show. Uh, <laughs> not everything you know on a, Let's be ways. positive. Let's be packed, more upbeat. There's people listening to this. They're going to be going throwing themselves in front of a train. Let's be more upbeat. Change people's lives. Let's be positive. Give us some yeah. good news, Roberto. You know, we make our points here, but uh, I see something important. For example, Gabriel Magalhães. Since uh, he joined the club, my opinion, he has been very stable. He's doing well. You know, uh, he's growing up. Despite the fact, you know, some results not working well, the last few results, you know, in the Premier League was not the best. But um, he's maintained his performance. I think this for every player, but especially for, for defenders, is very important. It's important because um, for Arsenal, at the moment, in my opinion, if they can build up the team from the back, you know, make the back four, back three, back five, whatever they call it, you know, different from my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they decide to, to, to say, you know, it's three, four, five, but I make it very solid, very strong. Make it strong, build up, you know, the team from the back, make your, your defenders strong. Yeah. Make the central midfielders strong, solid to protect the back four, back three, you know, as they, they may call it. And therefore, with the players, you know, with Aubameyang, some of the other players, like I said, just came on in this last game against Wolves for 10 minutes, not much. Or who else play up front? You know, they will be able to, to create their chance. But uh, as long as you are not very strong, very solid at the back, I'm not saying that Arsenal is not solid at the back, you know. Hope people understand that. I not say that Arsenal are weak at the back. 
But the, the moments where, when the results not go, go so well, it's important to be solid at the back. And um, therefore, create a chance for the guys up front to, to score the goal. And again, after score, stay solid at the back, stay solid in the middle of the park. Because uh, then you can give stability for the guys at the back and support the guys up front when you have to go. I think sometimes you have to be like the underdogs. Got the basics. Back to basics. And I think wherever, whenever you see a new coach starting with a new club, the first thing they do is always sort out the defence. Because you can't, if your defence is leaking goals, you're not going to score enough goals. And that's not a successful way or, can, or a, an appropriate way to build a team out. You need to start, like you say, start with defence, make the defence solid and impenetrable. Then you can start building up and worrying about the attacks. It's going to be boring to watch for the fans, but you're going to get the results. Sure, sure. Uh, you see, if you see, you know, when I talk about this, November at the Premier League is quite tough to Arsenal. Now, they, they have a very important win against Manchester United away. Mm-hmm. Great. And since three then, what? Three points. Very important, three points, you know. And then lost at, at home to Villa. Uh, 3 Lead drew, drew against Leeds and lost again at home to Wolves, you know. Yeah. For only four points out of 12, you know, was, was quite a tough month. But not the end of uh, everything. No. Also, and the one bit of good news is I predicted the score for Wolves. <laughs> I said it was me 2-1. Once again, what do I win? Can I have a signed shirt? <laughs> you, you are becoming a nightmare for me. <laughs> um, we have to, to be on a different side, but you have been too much. You know, well, hopefully uh, it'll be soon before, because if I'm always against Arsenal, you're always for Arsenal, as you have to be. And I'm always against Arsenal, because I have to be. It's really shit for people, listeners, if we just agree on everything all the time. So hopefully... The, the results have come through and it'll be Arsenal winning all the time and I'll be the one losing all the time. <laughs> no, but let's let's stay positive. Hope December is going to be nice for, for Arsenal. And uh, one important aspect is sometimes when you have the frustration is when you look forward and then you see that it's Spurs in front of you. What a good let's day. say December starts tough. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a good way to change everything. That's You're absolutely be- right. It could actually be the best game to to, to start a new fresh London a derby game. Bring that in, get that out, get get the passion back into the club and passion back into the players. No, that's important. I think the game is going to be hard. You know, when you play the North London derby, we we all know how it is, how tough it is. Play with Spurs. They are the first on the table. Mourinho is there doing what we just mentioned, work very well in their defend- with their defenders. You know, they are solid. And um, when some other teams <laughs> say, oh, Tottenham, stop the bus, you know, I just, it was, was, was funny because I've seen a, a video of him when he was at Chelsea, played against Tottenham, say that uh, Tottenham, and he's all, they stopped the bus. Yeah, <laughs> the bus. 
he's the biggest bus driver there is in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is, you know, by coincidence, I don't know how I found it, but uh, it came out. And um, now he's in the other side, you know, working at Tottenham. He's first doing uh, work in very well with the players he got. And he found a way to, to put everyone in the position he wants them to be in order to get the result. He sold out the, uh, the, the back problem. You know, they look solid. And they got uh, players up front that can make a, a huge difference, like Son. Um, okay. You know, some other players, and they, they came on the last couple of games against City. What's the name of uh, Argentina? Uh, what's his name? Also, uh, it's not important. No. For me, also, oh, I, uh, Lamella. Is it Lamella? No, no, the other one. That's another the one. The Celso. The Yeah, but it's, it's not important for me. No, yeah, it's not important on this podcast. Uh, no, to 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 not get to know all the Tottenham players. You know, it's seemed quite controversial. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm joking. But um, um, yeah, this is um. This stuff match, you know, is um, is the moment. It's not always when the best team may win the game. It's not absolutely right. Sometimes you are not playing well. Is a great opportunity to you to change your situation. Now Arsenal go to the, this game, in my opinion, as the underdogs. And um, but also one month ago when they went to Old Trafford. Was very similar situation. Yeah, not not big difference for me, and they have another opportunity to to change the the way they are playing, you know, both in this game, and um, get a good result. But Mourinho, as we know, is going to use all his motivation when he he plays against Arsenal to motivate his players and to motivate them to, to have a go at Arsenal again. Because sometimes, you know, when you see his words, sometimes it's quite personal with Arsenal. It's an extra motivation. It's not exactly personal, but it's a kind of extra motivation. Mm-hmm. But as a manager, he's right. He's right because he has to, to give the, the, the confidence he got when he goes to, to a bigger games and to influence his players. And uh, I hope the other side for Arsenal, as Arteta, motivate everyone because this North London derby, don't expect anything easy. Don't expect anything that is going to be calm. Because it's, if it's too calm, there's something wrong. Right? No, exactly. Exactly. So what are the predictions? I always positive. Come on. I'm always positive. Let's go. One new Arsenal. I'm going to say five nil Spurs. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I, I'm going to go three nil Spurs. I know it's not a nice thing to say. Just have a feeling. Let's see. I hope. Let's... I hope that we've been. I hope I'm wrong. I genuinely hope that I'm wrong, and I hope that you're right. And I hope it's actually three nil Arsenal. Um, but let's see. Be interesting. Just to see this game. I'm really look forward to this game. Hope Arsenal 
Um, once again, learn from, from things from the last game. And, um, but before this, uh, this derby, North London derby, that is um, Europa League, you know, important game. I hope they, they go back to this competition, do well, and bring the extra motivation for the next weekend. This, we are looking forward to this. It will be tough, but as an Arsenal fan, we have to stay positive and motivated. Look forward to that, my friend. Yes, Thank sir. you once again. No worries. Be... Oh, we've got one more exciting thing to talk about. Yeah, sure. So, I don't know if you've seen on Gilberto's listeners, I don't know if you've seen on Gilberto's social media, but he's actually launched a store where you can buy merchandise and the products I've actually got. I actually got a hat here. So the hats, the hats are epic. I don't know if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. So the hats are absolutely amazing. This is currently my favorite hat. I get loads of comments on it saying where you can buy one. It's like you can't buy it yet, but it's now open. So it's, uh, the hoodies also are spectacular. If you're someone like me who loves lounging around in the house in a nice hoodie, I've got two. And they are, I've worn them constantly for the last three weeks. So unfortunately, they're in the wash. But to launch the store, we, when Gilberto was living in London, we wanted to do some signings. So he'd sign a shirt. If you bought a shirt, he would sign it for you and send it back. Unfortunately, we're having problems with postage from to, out to Brazil. So we have to send him, Gilberto, the shirts to sign, and he has to send them back. Unfortunately, there's about £600 worth of merchandise waiting for somewhere in Brazil for Gilberto because there's a postal strike. So what we've done is Gilberto had the idea of everyone who buys something from the True Challenge store. So there's other stuff in there as well. But anyone who buys either something from the Gilberto store or the True Challenge store will get invited to an online event. And that will only be invited. If you buy something, you're definitely getting in. So it will be on Zoom uh, and it will be around Christmas time. So between now and Christmas, if you buy something from Gilberto's store, you get to speak to him live. Uh, and if you if you want to, you can go live with them, ask them a question. If you're not quite brave enough, um, you can just type it in there. But it's going to be free for everyone to join in. It's a nice little thing for us that Gilberto wanted to do for the people that's kind of buying products and things. And people have been listening to the podcast for a year now, mate. Been going for a year. So, um, so yeah, so buy some from the store and you'll get an email back saying here are the details for the for for the for the live show on zoom so i think it was a great idea for me mate nice way to do something for for the fans for christmas that will be amazing because um in this first year of uh podcast people have been followers you know uh, send their send me a very positive messages about our conversation here being a positive way we try to be as much as we can you know, very honest uh, always honest but uh, not being too negative, especially when uh, we talk about Arsenal. Of course, you are on the other side, you know, sometimes you may like it. But um, we, we have done things in a, in a positive way. I think this is the way to be. This is the way I am. And uh, I think, you know, the, the, the point about uh, doing this is to say thank you to everyone who uh, been supporting us and all these years. And, uh, Hope they enjoy the, the merchandise. Looks great, man. I'm I'm so anxious for this, you know. I'm so jealous of you. Man, no, no. yeah, I'm so jealous. But especially uh, all the hard work you put into designing stuff, because you've designed the logo yourself, pretty much. Obviously, with the help of someone who knows how to use computers. But yeah, really, guys, everyone who listens to us or watches us or comments on Gilberto's social media or, or my social media, it, you you're the reason we're doing this, and you're the reason 
that we are able to do this. If we, you weren't listening, then it would just be me and him talking, which would be really depressing. But I hope it brings you a bit of light relief. We try and keep it fairly lighthearted, but try and talking to the fans and also giving the, having the insight from a legend of your club. So for listening or watching us, thank you. Really, thank you so much, because it makes it... You're the reason why we're doing it, right? Exactly, exactly. So cool. thank you very much, all of you. Thank you once again to be here with us. Tim, uh, tell them again where they can find us. You know, maybe some new, uh, new fan, somebody new joined the, the podcast. You know, where they can find us would be great. That's it. So this is the only reason I'm here because um, he can't remember. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So all podcast platforms. So Spotify, uh, Google, Apple uh, podcast app. We're also on Juba's uh, got his own YouTube channel. Um, we're also just started a um, Instagram account for clips from the podcast. So it's just the Invisible Wall podcast or the Invisible Wall show on Instagram. So have a listen to that. Follow that. We're going to put some clips in it. Um, so if you listen to the podcast and want to see me and him dicking around, that's where you're going to see them. Great. And very soon we will bring some more, some more guests for oh, yeah. have a very good list. We are keeping secret now. But very soon we will, we will have them with us here. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't know if you know, but it's quite hard to liaise with footballers. <laughs> Sometimes it's quite tough, but we'll get them. We'll get them. Yeah. In show. Nice one, mate. Fantastic. Thank you once again. Have a great day. Bye bye. Yeah.